Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and this is Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, episode 169, C Nubbin. I got two segments for you this week. First up, myself, Don, and Nick Bray talk about the new 3DS. And then after that, myself again, and Scott and Zach go through the best wintry video game music. Enjoy the episode. All right, welcome to another segment of Connectivity. Uh, I'm Mike Sklenz, and I'm here with Don Koopman. Hello, I am back. <laughs> back from a long, a long hiatus, and I've also got uh, Nick Bray with me. Hello. So uh, we are here uh, talking about the new 3DS XL. Uh, it just came out, you know, I think in both of our regions it came out last week. Not just the new 3DS XL. <laughs> Well, yes, that's true. I, I say that from my American perspective, uh, <laughs> where we are, we got what we got, and uh, we should be happy for it. No, 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 no. You should, you should, should be happy with the with the XL. But uh, yeah, you guys, of course, uh, I guess as far as Nintendo's concerned, you're both one region. You know, it's Europe and Australia. Uh, but they all, it's all the same product that you guys get. Uh, technically, yes, but that's not necessarily always the case because Australia. Used to get less, but they got the new 3ds before us. So it's it's ah. really weird how how the whole situation goes all the time. I'm not sure because they got um they got in November last year, so even before the US in Europe. Um, mm-hmm. but they are relatively yeah, a Nick, small you've had market. It, you've had it forever. <laughs> yeah, they are relatively small market, so they can justify it, but. At the same time, those units still somehow came from NOE because in the back it still says these come from Nintendo of Europe in Germany. Yeah. So somehow maybe that Nintendo of Europe was holding them back. I'm not sure. So, but you guys, um, you guys both got the new 3DS and the new 3DS XL, right? Your country. Yes. I mean. yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Australia yes. didn't get the. Uh, sorry. The black one. Uh, the Australia didn't get the black one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got the white new like small 3ds and the two colors for the xl mm. yeah okay. and, w- and europe did get the black one for one reason or another so i have a black new 3ds from europe a white new 3ds from japan uh, a blue new 3ds xl from japan and a black one from australia do you have the ambassador edition one I have the ambassador edition too. I was always I was <laughs> forgot to mention that. Yes, I do. <laughs> See, that's the that's the one where I was like when they announced that, and then I was like, "Oh, Club Nintendo! Like, will you give me the option to buy this? Because I will give you all of the money for it." Uh, but then surprisingly we didn't enough, get fucking surprisingly shit, enough, <laughs> yeah, surprisingly enough, the the cu- and the- especially now with mm. with the new 3ds not being available in America at all, it would have been really nice if they'd done that for, like, Club Nintendo members to give them the yeah, option yeah, yeah. of buying it. Like, that would solve all of their problems if they just did that. Yeah, the, 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 whole reason I, yeah, the whole reason I got it is because of the two sets of cover plates, because the Smash Brothers one is exclusive to the Ambassador Edition for some reason or another. And, then and that other one must be... The other one is the really yeah, nice Yeah, you can, you one, can buy them from Japan, but you can buy them natively, and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. The one where it just has Nintendo in Japanese characters, that one's the good one. No, the Smash, the Smash Brothers is the better one, but I do oh, like I it. The, um, I, I thought the writing one would seem really dull and boring. Really. I liked the understated simplicity of it. Mm. My friend actually forked out like 100 bucks to buy that. <laughs> yeah, I do like it at some level, 
but in the end, I do rather put some different ones on it. Yeah, but yeah. So that I mean, that's a really cool thing. You guys, have, I mean, already they've got like dozens of these uh, these cover plates, right? Yeah, yeah. There's like quite a few. But there are, are over sixty almost in Japan at this point. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I imported. Was looking... I imported one from Japan recently. Uh, one of the colorful ones. Um, they're really cool. I, I'm probably going to buy more cover plates. <laughs> I have roughly thirty. Thirty. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Wow, yeah. yeah. I've got like five. <laughs> <laughs> and see already and this thing hasn't been out for too terribly long. I guess it has been in Japan, but still to own that many like within half a year of the original launch in Japan. Hmm, yeah. That's hardcore, man. I've been yeah. tempted to buy that new Triforce one, but uh it's like it'll cost me like a hundred and ten Australian dollars to import it, so I'm sort of not yeah, I heard. Yet. I heard that the that the all the pre-orders for both the Legend of Zelda ones are already completely sold out in Japan. Um, mm. And the only wow. way you can get it because the first sets for the Majora's Mask are already out, and they are going for uh, roughly one hundred dollars on eBay right now. Um, so yeah. I'm waiting until next week because for some reason NLE is doing this weird thing where they're gonna release those cover plates per region or per country. At a different time slot, and next week they're coming out in Germany. So I'm gonna drive to Germany to pick up those cover plates. <laughs> <laughs> Man, do you think that's bad? Try to buy Amiibo here in America. Oh, I know. Yeah. Try to buy them anywhere in America. You cannot. Uh, then it's, it's surprisingly <laughs> enough the same store I'm going to pick up those cover plates from. They have free full um, setups for solely for Amiibo. It's insane. I saw a photo of a store in Germany today. Um, someone posted it on NeoGAF and it was just like this giant rack of amiibo with just like Pit and Marth and WeFit Trainer and Villager. Like, they're all just sitting there waiting it's to be so, purchased. It, it's insane. It's a, because here's the thing. He, it's even surreal for me because locally nearby, there are barely any stores stock any amiibo and if they do, they are sold out. So if I drive for like a half hour to the German border, I go to this gigantic store that has all of the amiibo still in stock. It's insane. Um, but let's go back to the new 3DS. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's move on. Uh, well, I should say I got the um, the XL because it's the only option I had here in America. But even if I had the option, um, I would have still bought the XL. The only thing that could have tempted me away from it is that Ambassador Edition regular one. <laughs> uh, so, But I got the Majora's Mask one. I was lucky enough to score the pre-order when it was up for like 15 minutes on GameStop's website. Yeah. Uh, I actually wasn't going to buy a new 3DS at all, and I told myself, I'm only going to buy one, I'm going to wait until there's a sweet limited edition, because I know I'm going to yeah. want a limited edition system. And then they go and announce, oh, by the way, there's going to be one at launch, so I bought one. But uh, I'm really I'm really liking it. <laughs> you know, I guess we should run down all the features. and I think we should first maybe start with like launch experiences with the thing. Sure. Perfect. And I, I was actually just kind of talking about my launch experience. You know, I, I lucky, lucky enough to score the pre-order. Um yeah. So I just sat here and waited, and it showed up on last or showed up on this Monday, uh, and I've just mm. been kind of digging it. But my that was my launch experience. It was more like the pre-order experience, and then wait around, uh, and then it mm. just yeah. shows up one day. I didn't have a special. I just ordered it online like a like a boring adult. So yeah. what about you guys? <laughs> no, I think we should first go to Nicholas. <laughs> I will have a um, longer story. I don't really have a exciting story. I uh, pre-ordered it, you know, and um. I actually went to Fiji for a wedding, uh, like 
So I, when I flew back to Australia, I pretty much just went straight to the store and got it. So um, <laughs> I was waiting for like I hadn't bought an XL like a regular XL. I'd still been using the original like launch day 3ds because I didn't really like like the um, the blown up sort of screen and the pixels. Like I liked the, the sharper sort of look of it and the smaller form factor. So um, I picked up the regular new 3ds, obviously. So um, it's it's been like a, a massive upgrade, really. Like just the build quality and the the stable 3D is really really good. Hmm. All right. Well, Dan, it sounds like you've got uh, you've got a tail brewing. So let's hear yeah. what your launch experience was. So my launch started, of course, last October uh, when it was released in Japan. Uh, pre-ordered again the blue one, the blue XL, and the white regular one. I wasn't really sure at this point where I would transfer my data to, um, so I got those in from from Hong Kong because naturally, because that's the best way to import from. Um, and I got them here roughly that Monday, and I started touring around with them. Bunch of cover plates as well, like five or so. And um, after a while, and I spent like good three days with both the systems, I realized that the Excel lost its purpose for me. Um, that's right, because the new one, the new regular 3DS, the screens are like something like about 30% bigger than they were on the original one. Yeah. Mm. So, so, so it it's kind of like halfway in between. Yeah, it still was a really it's like good point moder- five of an inch larger or something. Yeah, but it's still a good moderate size. Like for a regular sized handheld, yeah. it was a good moderate size to have on the go. Yeah. So I I, pl- I played with that. I played with the the wooden cover plates, put those on there, and it just felt right in my hands. I had a really good feel to it, and I really like that that one. Um, yeah. It's, Sorry, it's, I was just gonna say I really like the texture <laughs> of that one. The, the, the texture is really amazing, but there was also felt ones which are really amazing. So I, I kind mm. of moved what? slightly. Uh, yeah, felt ones, embossed ones. They're shine through plastic. Yeah. There's a whole variety on offer. And they're just printing so, money. So, the, so the, all the different feels of those cover plates have a functional purpose, not just they look nice. They have an actual functional purpose for me. Um, so I just like swapping them around for, like every single day, and I slowly come to the realization that. I found the Excel a really adult and boring system. And that's, I'm being quite honest with it. Like from the get go, even the box that were in Japan and Europe, and you could look a picture up online, those boxes are super boring and they're super adult looking. And honestly, I'm still kind of a child at heart, so I rather have the colorful boxes of the new 3DS on my shelf and play around with those cover plates. Um, and that's how I kind of moved on from there. Uh, when I started talking to Nintendo about the European launch, they, they explicitly sent me the black one because I didn't want the XL. Um, mm. And that's how I also reviewed it for NVR because I rather talk about the smaller than the bigger one. Um, <laughs> but I did get afterwards, I did get um, the Majora's Mask XL just because the feel of such special edition is something special to have on your shelf. But honestly, I will still can carry on using the smaller ones. Right, so you just bought the the Majora XL as a collector. Yeah. Yeah, and it's my day-to-day unit, because I'm, I'm only going to have one. Uh, <laughs> but it's my day-to-day unit, so I'm like, you know, I've got I've to baby it. I've got to put it in, like, a nice pouch and, and you know, really treat it yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
But I also didn't like the glossy feel of the Excel. I just like the matte feel that came with the system itself. But putting the different uh, cover plates on it um, made it more click even more in the end. That's interesting. I like the, I like the gloss look on the... Uh, at least it looks especially good on the Zelda edition because it makes it look like a block of gold. Is and I the, had... Is the Majora's Mask one like reflective gold as well sort of yeah like it, yeah yeah i'm looking at it right now it's you know it's like a hazy reflection but it's mm. yeah it's definitely reflective and i'm coming from um the last ds i bought was a, a regular xl but that was the link between worlds edition because i was again waiting for a special edition that i really wanted to upgrade right. uh, mm. and i was just you know i was rocking the launch black space black 3ds until then yeah, the only the other I, I to be honest, I did like the other two Zelda editions a bit more, like the Link Between Worlds and the original Zelda one for the twenty fifth anniversary. So so we've kind of talked about like the fit and finish of the system. Um let's let's jump into the big like the big topic. What do you think of the super stable three D? It's really good. I I the first time I just toyed around with the system, that's the thing that immediately struck me how good the three D was. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Like the first time I picked it up, because I'd read a lot about it at that point, um, and I turned Before, on, I was like, yeah. "Oh, it, just, you're right. It just it just works." I mean, if you lean far enough out, you'll still get it to break, but you have to lean, you have to like lean on purpose to do that. So the way that it used to like you know break would just be like if you your hand wasn't you know they just slid slightly and it would make the 3D effect break. But now you can sort of wiggle it back and forth, left and right, and um, the 3D stays like pretty much perfect. Like you have to really go out of your way to try and break the effect now. Um, yeah, I, f- I find it interesting if I look away and then I look back at the screen, you can see it like snap back into focus real quick. That that catches me every time, and I'm like, Damn. yeah, yeah. And if you just leave it on the desk, like sort of <laughs> yeah. to the side, you see it flickering away trying to find something. <laughs> um, because when I first heard about the stable 3D, I was like, uh, I was skeptical how well it would work because I was like, those cameras are really poor quality. And I was like, uh, yeah, they say it's going to work, but I didn't really believe well, they, them until I used it. They they improved the quality of the camera specifically for it, so I had a good hopes for it, really. They yeah, did. I love that it's got that um that glowing eye. Like if you play it at night, you can catch that glowing infrared eye that's like yeah. shooting infrared light out, so the camera can read it. Hmm. Mm. It's it's kind of it's kind of scary. It's like how the, the white the, the white and uh, black balance they improved a ton. Like mm-hmm. it used to, it used to be that that camera of the of the regular 3ds and the 3ds XL would go out of focus really really fast. Even well, it was low quality, but to begin with, but like it would go out of focus like really really soon. They fixed mm. that issue because they improved the white and white and black balance, and they raised slightly the quality of it. So even when you're mm. playing with the outside cameras, with the AR games and stuff, you can really notice that difference. Oh, I haven't actually tried That's using interesting the, the camera yet. Yeah, yeah. I actually I took a bunch of 3D photos with my launch 3DS, same, uh, same. and then like a week late, and then I, in a weekend, I don't think I've ever taken another 3D photo. I like when again. I first got the 3DS. I liked playing with the um, taking 3D photos and like playing with the pers- pers- perspective and like weird stuff like that. Like, it was yeah, cool. yeah. But yeah, I haven't tried it yet on the new one. But yeah, I find the you were saying um, the the quality of the screens I think is a lot better too. Just overall, if you look at like if you boot up a game on the old XL and you boot the same game up on the new one, it's just it's crisper. The mm-hmm. colors are the colors are much better. There's a little more range on them. Um, they seem to be brighter. Similarly, the sound like when you cranked up to the max is way louder than the old XL. Yeah, the the thing is, I I still have. 
there are still cl- slight problems with pixel density on the new mm-hmm. XL. Yeah. And and again, uh, that's why I prefer the smaller one. But uh, it still looks good. It still looks really good. Um, I, I was more impressed with how loud the audio was on the new XL. Uh, that was really, really solid. Yeah, it feels like it's almost like a full step. Like if you took the maximum of the XL and doubled it, that feels mm. like that's where this is. I can actually play it at 50% volume and hear it. On the old one, I you could not. Right. No, no that was extremely... And they added a nice little click bad. at the bottom of the volume slider so you can't accidentally turn it on. I used to accidentally turn it on on my old one all the time. Hmm. And they did it the same with the 3D slider, by the by. With mm. the, well, they, they had a, a good click as well, but the click is a bit sharper, so you can't really turn it on eventually, like by accident anymore. Mm. Which is which is a nice touch. They also moved it. It used to be like right under your palm on the old XL. Now it's up on the top screen, so you even couldn't really touch it on accident anyway. Mm. Yeah. The only the only um like build thing that I sort of like. Slight, very, very slightly annoying is like the power button. I've got to really to like use the top of my thumb or something to really push it in to turn it on. It's like hard to turn on sometimes. Oh, I guess that is a. Pro- I don't ever turn mine off. I just always leave oh, it in sleep mode. Really? I always turn mine off. That's the only big difference between the XL and the regular one. Uh, the, the XL is a softer button, I feel, than the oh. regular one. Mm. Uh, the regular one really requires like a hard push for some reason, and I don't really like that. Uh, but the 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 nice push of the XL like really snappy. So yes, we all seem to really like the um the super stable 3D. It really is. It feels it feels like it works like it was supposed to originally, but they just didn't have the technology. And now it feels like oh, this is this really should have been what they started with. Yeah, like yeah. Um, as far the as other- the 3D is concerned. The other day, I threw um, Ocarina of Time 3D in my girlfriend's like XL, um, just to mess around with it because I haven't really used an XL that much. And um, you know, I was surprised at how small the sweet spot is for the 3D. Yeah. Like it is very, very finicky. Like I never used to have that much of a problem like trying to keep it in when I was using my like, original 3DS. But mm-hmm. I was after using the new 3DS, it is apparent how small that window is. Um, surprising. Yeah, the the thing is too. Um, when I am currently playing with that new 3ds, I always have the feeling that I have to keep it on. Like, I always turned off halfway when I was playing like games for review and stuff on the regular XL, and mm. I after a while just kind of done with it. I never feel that I had to turn it off with the new one. Also, with like um, things that use um, the gyroscope and stuff, I never turned the 3D off. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I I played on the original in 3D. I think more often than not, probably like 60 70 percent of the time, yeah, uh, and maybe maybe eighty percent of the time up until Smash Brothers came out, because I played that almost exclusively in 2D. Uh, but on this one, I'm playing every game in in 3D now. It's just it works, and I always wanted it to work. I always appreciated the novelty of the 3D aspect. It just was kind of annoying that it didn't totally work before. Uh but now I'm just I'm so happy because I think it adds to if to the right games it adds like the best stuff like Super Mario 3D Land where they really take advantage of the sense of depth in the platforming and that kind of stuff. I just, it's so good, and now I can finally play it the way I really wanted to the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we kind of have to move on to other features. Yeah, let's move on to the other um, the other big one. So let's talk about the uh, the improved CPU, which is really the secret best feature of the system. Well, it's it's one of they they tout really loudly, and it's it's really noticeable in some places. Absolutely, um, two games in particular with it were Super Smash Brothers on the yeah. 3DS and uh, Monster Hunter Full Ultimate. Um, because I used to play them all the time on my regular 3DS. But what I noticed, especially with Smash Brothers, it takes a while for stuff to load up. Yeah, well, it basically can't... reboots the whole system to like run a bare-bones OS and then give all that extra memory to Smash Brothers, because yeah, it needs just, it. <laughs> yeah, Just turning Smash Brothers on like took a while to load up. Yeah, yeah. Same, and same thing when you quit. It takes forever to quit back to the home screen from that game in particular. Because yeah. yeah. it reboots the whole system. Hmm. And now they completely fixed that. Like you yeah. can easily, within a couple of seconds, you're pretty much in the game, which is really, really nice. Um, another thing that I they had Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Four when it came out, 2014, 2014, um, it had the same problems. Like it, it, it loaded a bare bones OS, and you really had to, pretty much had to do a cold boot to get it started. And load times were kind of long. But now playing like Monster Hunter for Ultimate on my new 3DS, like everything about it is snappy. Like it, it feels nice. The C stick is a nice, nice addition to the camera. The whole experience is just nicer on that thing. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, I mean, I've just noticed it. Like going into Miiverse is something that I actually will do on this system. I did it like out of novelty, like two or three times on the old one. It's just too slow. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is. It's very quick to load on the new 3ds and the same yeah. goes for the eShop the, and the browser and, and the, and the browser is completely new. They yeah. built that one from scratch and it has an actual HD video output, which is not even used for. Yeah. You can watch, it, you can watch 3d video yeah. on YouTube on it now. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is technically, the 3DS is not an HD system, but they put an HD filter in the browser, Jeez. which which yeah. is in, uh, incredible. They put a whole HTML5 kit in that browser, which makes that actual usable and fun browser to use, I think. Um, you... I've, been on, I've been on the Wi-Fi a couple of times when I'm going to work, especially in the train, and I use that browser now all the time because it's a really nice one to use. Did you guys see that? Like, um, I only briefly looked at it, but it's not like you can connect the 3DS browser to, like, your local network and watch movies and videos on it through the browser. Oh, like, through, like, DLNA or something like that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it supports, like, the HTML... Right. and that's 90%, 90% of yeah, websites out there these days. Yeah. And it will work and with the 3D movie files you have as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, it's, so it's, it's really nice. Yeah, and actually, I tried to upload my own 3D video to YouTube, and that worked too. Hmm. From, this, from the system? Yeah. That's oh, wow. great. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is really awesome, actually. So that this is a full blown browser, more even better better than the Vitas even. Yeah, it's all thanks to the new to the new CPU, and we'll be seeing more of it, I guess. You know, with with uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3D is re- exclusive to the system. It requires the extra the horsepower 3DS, and yeah. the extra memory that's in this thing. Yep. But uh, I mentioned the C stick, so I guess we should move on to the C stick. Yeah, now. the C nubbin, as I've as I've taken to call it. Uh, yeah. 
It is like, I mean, I think it's probably been described a hundred million times now, but it's basically like if you've ever used an IBM ThinkPad, which you probably have if you're old like me, uh, <laughs> it's got like this little nubbin in place of the mouse or the trackpad, and it's it's not like it's not a trackball or something. It's just it's like I guess pressure sensitive or something, and you just kind of lean on it to move uh, to input, I guess. The, what I found surprising, I have a hard time like handling it on the Excel, but on the smaller one, I really have a good time with it. Like, huh. yeah, it's way easier to to even despite me having like huge hands with this with the C stick on the small 3ds, it can easily put the camera inputs in that all the time. With my Excel, I feel that's a bit more sensitive because you have to reach a bit more between the buttons buttons and mm. stuff. Mm. Do you but guys it, does the um does the regular one have this little like indent on the hinge where your thumb yeah. can rest? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, on the yeah. XL, and I and I thought that was pretty interesting. I find that if I just kind of since I'm not looking down at the buttons necessarily, I find that I can just move my thumb up and move it up until it falls into that crevice, and then I know I'm right on the stick. So it helps me. Yeah, find it, it. It, they do that too on the on the smaller one as well. Um, yeah, I haven't, but I haven't really like obviously had a chance to use the. The stick that much because I haven't started Majora's Mask properly. I I had to do that for a review game, which is Ironfall Invasion, which came out during <laughs> ah yes the, <laughs> during the whole launch lineup of the new 3DS here in Europe. So basically, in Europe, they had this whole lineup called Nintendo 3DS Day, where they had the SKUs and then a whole bunch of games. Like the two Kirby eShop games were a part of that because we didn't get those in Europe yet. Um, a whole bunch of themes, and then also Iron Vaughn Invasion, which is this mm. exclusive third-person shooter for 3DS. Um, I kind of like it. I, it seems that other people like it less than I do, which is totally fine. Uh, but man, at the beginning, that that the usage of the C-Stick is super sensitive, mm. and I had I had to put it, the sensitivity. I had to toy with that a lot to get it just. Yeah, right. it doesn't seem like it would be really that suited for. Um, for a first-person shooter, kind of like when the GameCube controller came out and people were like, well, this isn't, like, why is the nub on the stick so small? It's not going to be good for shooters. It was kind of the same complaint that well, people had about this, the C-Stick. This, this, this is a third-person shooter. Um, oh, okay, but it still, it requires, yeah. like, precision <laughs> aiming. Yeah, it, but uh, yeah. but you you can get used to it after a while. It, it took me a while to get um, the full grasp on it because with other games like with Monster Hunter and stuff, like it's a bit more subtle. And even with the C stick attacks in Super Smash Brothers, it is subtle. Mm. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. here, it really requires it. So I really had to toy around with it somewhat to get the whole feeling yeah. accurate. But I did like that shooter in the end. It seems it is a bit standard for what it is, but I did really enjoy it. Really, the um the the C stick is like. When it was, they first announced it, everyone was sort of worried that it would be horrible to use. But, you know, just for, like, basic camera like adjustments, it's, like, pretty useful. I actually, like, yeah, I find that I really like that it doesn't have any travel on it or, like, yeah. camera stuff. It's just, like, it, it's good. It, it feels mm. right. And you can, yeah. you can actually use it to navigate the 3DS home screen as well. Oh, neat. I did not know that. Um, I've been playing it. Uh, I've been through the Codename Steam demo. Oh, right. Um, like yeah. one and a half. I got halfway through it on the XL and then I just got interrupted. It's a long demo. It took me like two hours to finish it. Yeah, it's um, a really long it's so I was, I did, demo like, for I, I picked it up uh, like just to, to play it one day and I did not realize the time commitment that I needed. Um, it's like, you know, almost half as long as the Order 1886. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh, damn, son. Oh. Timely reference. 
So I turned it off. Um, it was too long, so I turned it off. Uh, and then I came back and I said, uh, you know what? The new 3DS, I've already, like, I'm about to, it's about to come out. I've got it pre-ordered. I'm just going to wait it out and I'll play it again on the new 3DS because I knew it was designed to take advantage of the C, uh, the C nub. And it feels great for camera control in this game. I mean, you can tell they designed it around, they designed the game around this nub. They didn't even design it around the CirclePad Pro. They designed it around this uh, and, it, and it's perfect for that. And then I guess we should uh, tack on much like Nintendo did, the other extra controls, the ZL and ZR buttons. I haven't played any oh, yeah. games that use them. I've actually just forgotten about those. <laughs> yeah, they're very, yeah. they're very forgettable, um, both uh, physically again, and uh, yeah. I actually kind I, of I, don't yeah. like touching them, like using, trying to, because I've tried to, you know, pretend I'm using them, and it's like you got to really wrap your index fingers quite like, around it a fair bit. To... I, I never had problems with those. They are mm. very easy to reach. No, if you I put yeah. your finger. Of, further from it and i used those in monster hunter and and again iron fall invasion and they make really good use of them and mm. i really have a problem like reaching them at all nick try this what i do with well i mean i haven't played a game but what i'm the way i'm holding it is i've got my finger resting kind of in between this the the big shoulder button and the little one and then you just kind of rock your finger back yeah or that's forward, probably what i would that's probably what i would do if i ever um like had to use them but um yeah, like, it's not a huge deal. I just haven't had to, I haven't been able to use them in a game yet, so I yeah. can't really comment too much on it. Yeah, I can't, I feel like they'll probably be the most underused feature on this system by developers. Well, it dep- depends on if they are also using like games that also support the CirclePad Pro. Um, yeah. It's just going to be like like for developers will use it to like speed up menu navigation, but nothing like they would never do it for like something that would like really impact gameplay because then the old 3ds couldn't play the game yeah actually reload in uh ironfall invasion with the C- with the zr button mm. um and mm-hmm. it actually and i had no problems with it using that at all it actually worked just fine so i guess um i think we've kind of hit all of the uh the features of the system um i guess we should talk briefly about um you know what we've been playing on it um because i it's funny i got the majora's mask edition unit but i did not get majora's mask i just I don't have the time to play it right now, so I'm just going to get it later. Oh, North America. Oh, yeah. Nintendo of America. Why is yeah. that what you're doing? Yeah. So I didn't get it. Um, <laughs> I've just been kind of dipping into my back catalog. I played a bunch of Smash Brothers just to see. Smash mm-hmm. Brothers feels great. Also gave me a chance to check out Amiibo functionality. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, t- I tried multiple games with Amiibo, but most of them are only available in Japan. <laughs> yeah, we only have Smash, and then I guess soon we're getting that um, the Ace Combat game. Ace, Ace Combat is out. Ace Combat okay. is, is now I don't out. even know. <laughs> um, and Ace Combat, those planes are actually really... They're wonderful. neat looking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, I, what I did, because you can find a video of it on my YouTube channel, <laughs> the small plug there. Uh, I'll I throw actually, a link um, for anyone listening yeah. to the AAC version. Uh, I'll put a, a link in yeah, right here. Yeah. Um, I, I put, bought a cartridge and then plopped all the Amiibo in, and then afterwards I put the cartridge in my regular 3DS, and that's how I recorded all the planes. <laughs> so actually, it's all just really superficial. Like, only using... It's basically used to unlock stuff in that game. Yeah. And, nothing, and nothing more. I think it has more of a purpose in Smash Brothers for 3DS. I'm, you know, the most surprising thing to me is that they didn't put anything into Majora's Mask, which is weird, because, like, right now, for with all the other Amiibo, if a game even remotely related to them comes out, there's some kind of Amiibo support in it. Yeah. This is the oh, first game. Mm-hmm. This is a main 
major release mm. coming out alongside in America the launch of a system that reads Amiibo and it does yeah. not support Amiibo. Yeah, I was actually like, surprised they didn't add like a bit more, like aside from the camera for the new 3DS and Majora's yeah. Mask. Like, do, like back in the um, what was it, the Oracle games when the Game Boy Advance came out, they had opened up like a whole new like shop. Oh, it was like, Game Boy Color. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. But if you played them on the Game Boy Advance, it unlocked like an exclusive like shop. Oh, and that's stuff. right. I'm thinking yeah. of Link's Awakening DX, where if you played it on the Game Boy Color. It had an entire extra dungeon built around the oh, color mechanic. That that that's a similar thing. Like I was, they should have added yeah. something like exclusive for the Majora's Mask on the new 3DS. Yeah, use it as an incentive. Yeah, but no, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't even support anything, which is weird. Especially the uh, amiibo going, thing is so weird. Going back to amiibo for just a moment, I yeah. found like using amiibo was way nicer than on the gamepad. I agree. Even though, I, I mean, in I Smash think, you have to hit a button, which is, I guess it makes sense that you have to hit a button, but yeah. uh, other than the fact that you have to hit a button, and which may not exist in every game, it may just be Smash, yeah. it is, it's really nice. It puts that little targeting thing on the screen, and you just put the amiibo there. Hmm. Yeah, but the, 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 just plopping the amiibo feels way more magical than on a touch screen. Yeah. Than, uh, than on, like, the, the, the surface of the Wii U gamepad, which is not built for it regardless. It's so weird. If they had just put the NFC reader under the touch screen on the Wii U, it'd probably in, be the same feeling. Yeah. In Japan, they also have NFC paying technology, which is called Soika, um, hmm. which you, which you actually can use on the new 3DS as well. So you can just scan the card over it, and then that's uh, you, and then brilliant. you can put money, bu- money on your eShop account. Oh, they need to get that good. working with Apple Pay over here. Let yeah, me hold my really, cell phone up to my DS to pay for games. Yeah, it's it's a really strong NFC reader in the touchscreen of the new 3DS. I imagine it must be, it's, you know, it's got to go through all this stuff that's layered on top of it. I bet the one in the Wii U is just sitting right under the plastic. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, so I guess we kind of snuck in uh, snuck in Amiibo stuff there while talking about the games we've been playing. Uh, Nick, <laughs> yes. what, uh, Nick, what have you been playing on it? Um, well, because I got my new 3DS back in November, uh, the first game that I, because I, had, I hadn't really touched my 3DS for a while, I sort of just stopped playing it and um, waited for the new one to come out. And I had still, I, I hadn't, still hadn't played A Link Between Worlds, so that was the first game that I played on it. Oh. Uh, I played it through to, to, like, to completion. Um, so Link Between Worlds good. is so good. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Like, um, I really liked the, like, the immediacy of that game. Uh, you know, you just jump straight into things and get things done. Yeah. Um, the game that I've been playing like recently, like leading up to Majora's Mask, I started another file on Ocarina of Time just to rush through that and experience that right. better 3D and stuff. That That's, that's fun. That's yeah. good because Majora really, it sorry, kind of picks up right where Ocarina ends. Which is good. I've always wanted like, like I always wanted them to do like a remake and like just basically um, combine the two and have, yeah. like a, have like a piece in the middle that connects them somehow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been playing um, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, which I never finished. I got like probably... Yeah, I haven't started that. I'm going to do that next. I probably got like three quarters of the way through it. I got to the secret mine. So uh, actually, I got three fifths of the way through it because there's five mansions and I beat three of them. (laughs) And I'm I'm back in it now. It's so good. I forgot how much I loved it. Every time we talk about Luigi's Mansion on 3DS, I always forget that that's an American subtitle. Yeah, Dark Moon. Because in Europe, yeah. it's just Luigi's Mansion 2. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it's I don't know why it's not Luigi's Mansion 2 here. That's exactly what it is. But uh, Yeah, I, re- I really uh, love that game. I played for that game also on New 3DS. I played that through four times at this point. I'm playing it again, like returning to, to finish it now, and I'm kind of feeling like it's my favorite 3DS game. 
Hmm. It's one of it's, it's one really of my top good. Three. Like like together with uh, Fire Emblem Awakening and Super Mario for D will for D Land, those are my top three three DS games. And it also I feel like it is it may be the best uh, demonstration of the three D effect. It just feels because that yeah. that game is the way the camera's positioned in that game, where it just kind of usually stays at one angle, but then it always it's often cutting to like cinematic shots. It works perfectly with the three D on the system. It's I think it's the best the best because showcase of it. The way that like Luigi's Mansion is set up, at least on the GameCube, like it does have that um like diorama looking into yeah. the screen sort of thing going on. That's why they also like they ended up they tested the original Luigi's Mansion with three D, right? Like on a special screen back on the GameCube mm-hmm. days and EAD. So like it it does like it is. They were just waiting for, for this system. Yeah, like it, that, that when you say that, I did not know that. Um, that tells me that like that was probably the impetus for we really want to do this. We should make a three D system, you guys. So it's really like the game that the, it's the game that the system was designed for. Yeah. Well, at, le- at the very least, at the very least, like they, they thought back to the oh yeah, we did some three D tests with Luigi's Mansion. We should probably you know make a sequel dig all, now. Dig all that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really great. Uh. And I, I'm so glad I picked it back up again. Um. So, did you play anything else, or should I move on to my? Um. I guess I. Uh, I played the Codename Steam demo all the way through. I really, really like that game. I cannot wait to get the final version of it. Uh. Yeah. And then, uh, I for like 30 minutes before we recorded, I played Pokemon Shuffle. <laughs> but I won't even digni- I will not even <laughs> dignify that game with talking about it. Other than that. The other thing I did play very briefly because, uh, and I just wanted to mention this because I think a lot of people might not know, uh, there is an update for Retro City Rampage DX that just came out in Europe and America. Hmm. Uh, that we, we actually got it on the 3D. Yeah, but uh, so the game has been rewritten. It runs. It apparently it wasn't running natively on the DS4 on the 3DS before, but now it's it's running 100% native on the 3DS. So it's just a lot smoother. Uh, and he also added in. C stick support, so you can play like a twin stick shooter now. Yeah, which is really, which is actually nice, a nice touch. I, I, that is the yeah. best thing that he was like, boom, I'm doing this. And he also had a turbo mode, which is just insane. Yeah. Um. So, so what I played of the last like time of on new 3ds, it's a whole bunch of stuff because I got that system when it came out in Japan, and that's a long time ago. Uh, so I yeah. had a good time to. Play a lot of games for my backlog and for my um, for my fast collection of games. Uh, so I played a whole bunch of Japanese stuff on there. Uh, my go-to game on the Japanese side is always like EX Troopers, which is that Lost World spin-off from Capcom. It runs on the Mega Man Legends 3 engine. <laughs> Probably a bit more salt in the wounds there. Um, <laughs> but uh, that that's an amazing game. That's one of the best Japanese exclusive games on the system. And I um, played through that game four times. I played it another time all the way through on my new 3DS because that game looks splendid on that thing. Um, but Capcom has always been good like optimizing games for the 3DS, so that's not really a surprise. Um, mm. um, like more standard stuff I played again for Super Mario 3D Land. Uh, also, I started another file on Link Between Worlds, which I didn't fully finish, but just toyed around with it to see how that game looks on there. Um, have either of you played Kid Icarus Uprising? I, on it I did, yet? Play, uh, I did no. play a few levels of Kid Icarus Uprising. That's 
I'm going back to that next because that's another 3DS game where I played it and I was just like the three. I want to play this so bad in 3D, but it's very frustrating. It so looks. Now I it looks. Go back it, to it looks. It I feel like it I'm going to love it. Amazing in 3D on the new 3DS. So I was. I really liked that game. I just. I didn't mm. want to not play it in 3D. That's how much I liked playing it in 3D. That I just gave up on it. So now yeah, I'm yeah. Yeah. just raring to go back. It's my after I beat Luigi's Mansion. It's next in the backlog. I have yeah. I haven't I haven't like played much of Kid Icarus at all. I bought a copy for like fifteen dollars like last year, and um, I played it for about five minutes. And I was like, eh, yeah, I, I I might come back to it. But... I bet I can play it without that stand now. Well, if mm. if your if your game requires a bloody stand, then it's not a great game. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Uh, but they uh, just that, need the st- stand because uh, you have to play it with one hand. To, like, <laughs> well, it's partially because you need to play it with one hand, but also even if you're playing it with one hand, you, it's gonna it's gonna shake a lot more, and there's no uh, way you can yeah, play a game yeah, like yeah. that if you're three D. So yeah. it also helps support it and makes the three D like even possible. Yeah. Because without it, you could not play that game in three D at all. I'm mm-hmm. uh, I'm go- I'm going a bit back here. Um. So on the smaller one, I got from. Europe here. Of course, I naturally I played all the way through for months down to four ultimate, which is a fantastic game, and everybody should pick that one up. Mm. Um, I also played for Persona Q on it, um, which is a fantastic dungeon crawler if you're into that sort of thing with a Persona story, very colorful. Um, I also went through back to my backlog of eShop games and tried some stuff on there. So I played also all the way through again for Harmonite, which is the rhythm game from Game Freak. Oh, I heard yeah, that's good. Yeah. I need to get that. I, I, I played for that on my Japanese one, but I wanted to see how it looked on my new 3DS, and it looks really fucking sharp. Um, and next to that, I played through Attack of the Friday Monsters again, because that game always uh. looked really good in 3D, but on the new 3DS, like constantly just having the 3D on, that game looks like the ultimate diorama game. Yeah, it's very nice. I played that game in 3D on my like, original 3DS. Yeah, it looks even nicer on the new one. Uh, that's kind of what I played with it. Um, m- mostly it has been... The rest of the stuff has been kind of natural for me because I got really used to it over time. All right, well, uh, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys about the new 3DS. I'm really glad we were able to get this nice global perspective. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Um, not really. Um... Hmm. Oh, oh, besides that, I feel that it's a shame that America didn't get a smaller one. Actually, I'm going to say that too. Like, um, if I was living in America, I would have been pretty disappointed in not being able to buy the smaller one because I was waiting for the smaller one for ages. And um, I, I, I'm sure there's people in America that were waiting just like we're I was. We're pretty upset. I mean, we've we've kind of gotten used to like being. I don't know. I feel like I. I feel bad complaining about it because I feel like for so long you're no, no, in this no. position. Here's the here's the here's the <laughs> thing. In this situation, I completely understand that people feel bad about it because they are pretty much snobbed of a system. Pretty much before it was about simple piece of software that we got way later. And while that still happens, I feel this time it's way more warranted because they are pretty much missing out on one entire system. Yeah, and then on top of that, like it, if it was just that, it'd be bad enough. But also, like the thing with like it's just been so hard to if you're a big Nintendo fan it's been so hard to like actually give them money here in America right now like you literally cannot buy the amiibo you want yeah. one whole system's not on sale if anything is limited edition you need to be online when it is announced within the first 15 minutes or you are not going to get it and i think that they're that it's they're a reasoning shame. i think their reasoning for not releasing there is super shitty 
Like, yeah, the thing with with uh, you know, oh, be, I understand like marketplace confusion. I actually fully get that. I like I have studied this this type yeah, of yeah. thing. I understand that entirely. But I said it at the top of the show. You could have just sold it direct through Club Nintendo, or then an online store. They have, and they could have printed money hand over fist by selling cover plates in America. With, with yeah. Their, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the thing with, I don't get though is like the I I get the market confusion thing, but then they go ahead and release the one that is the most similar to the previous Excel. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it looks like the same thing. There's like, a yeah. huge difference physically if between I was, the long. If the I was two. if I was them, I would have just maybe snubbed the Excel. Like I know it sells more, but like you you got the cover plates, you got like well, the they don't even really factor, sell. Like, um, they don't even really sell the regular 3DS here at all right now. They kind of really just sell 2DSs and 3DS XLs. You cannot really find the. It's a regular yeah. one, which it's makes it even more confusing yeah. because that's the one we don't have. That's definitely the most distinct one if you were to introduce it. Exactly, yeah, like yeah, because selling, the, the selling thing is, the... uh, one second. Isn't isn't the new 3ds XL going to replace the XL anyway? Yes, it's the same price, so they're they're very clearly phasing it out. Yeah. So what? What? Why not release the smaller one then? If the smaller one is non-existent in North America, I don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense I to me. Know. The um, smaller one is like. So much easier to market. I, it, it doesn't make much sense. Like, but this is America, and bigger is better over here. Okay. The only I, it could also <laughs> it could also be that like Reggie and that was like uh, I don't know about these uh, Super Famicom colored buttons. Uh, we can't do purple ones like our Super Nintendo. They could have. <laughs> yeah. They could have, and I would have paid for that. Yeah. Like but you the, know <laughs> the, the 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 fun part is we. Japan and Europe shares the same colored buttons, so they, they yes. wouldn't have to change one bit at all. The only the only weird place is America, so they I might have thought, "Ha, huh, we're not going to change over the change those buttons." You're not getting it then. But, but uh, even ours are still colored, yeah. like my mine yeah. are, you know, yeah. red, they're yellow, still got the color, blue, and green. Yeah. They're just but yeah. they're black with le- colored lettering. Yeah, but the thing is, even that's a poor excuse because, like, really, like the people in the know, oh yeah, it's like the Super Nintendo. But the people who don't, like, oh yeah, they're just colored buttons. Like, who cares? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I guess, uh, I, you know, that's the new 3DS XL and the new 3DS uh, for all you non-Americans listening. For Don Koopman and Nick Bray, I'm Mike Sklens. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. And goodbye. <laughs> This segment of connectivity. Uh, I am Scott Thompson, and today I'm with Mike Sklens. Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, and Zach Miller. I got nothing after that. <laughs> <laughs> Zach steals the, or Mike steals the thunder this time.
Damn, that was perfect. Yeah, uh, it's the return whoops, of the music segment. Aw, oh, yeah. Um, as Mike has alluded to, the theme for this segment is favorite winter, snow, ice, etc., etc., uh, level music. Uh, we had a lot of great submissions, uh, you know, going back as far as Super Nintendo all the way to, like, current generations of systems. I think, well, I guess there's nothing technically. Well, no, yeah, yeah, there is one from Wii U. So good, yeah, I didn't lie. Um, <clears throat> so we've got a bunch. We're going to go ahead and just jump right in. And we'll start with this one. I imagine, Zach, you might have like kind of a fondness for this one. I don't think I've ever... I didn't ever get really far in Diamond or Pearl, but uh, mm. this comes from Diet Coke. <laughs> That's his name. Uh, and is the Snowpoint City theme for Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Mm. Uh, it's very good. I like it quite a bit. But oh, yeah. yeah, I don't think I ever actually... like. I've, I've played every generation of Pokemon game, um, but only... Apart from like the first two generations never getting far enough to actually probably like get to this area oh yeah i don't know if i got this far in diamond and pearl if i did i guess i don't remember it but uh this music is really beautiful i like this one a lot i feel like a a recurring theme through this segment for the most part there's some uh tracks here that kind of change it up but like beautiful is probably the keyword for a lot of these there's just something about winter that like Makes it a very like kind of slow and like uh, concerted uh, song, with, usually featuring a lot of piano, bells, uh, a lot of chimes, chimes, chimes yeah, mean, a lot yeah. of sleigh bells, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's for sure. This one starts us off just right with that. So let's go ahead and take a listen then to the Snow Point City theme. All right. Like this one it's really haunting very minimalistic which yeah, i like yeah which again yeah another like theme that we'll hear it's a definitely lot got this ethereal kind of yeah. sound to it yeah it's very good I, yeah. you know I, I i at some point not this next one but at some point we can probably do a whole 
segment on just like best Pokemon music because I feel like yeah. sometimes that it gets forgotten how good the music really is in Pokemon. I mean, from the jump, like it, even, even in the first just, game, yeah, yeah, just on like straight up old ass Game Boy, like the music was so good. Uh, Diamond and Pearl are the games that got me back into Pokemon after I skipped Ruby and Sapphire. Really? And I played the shit We're di- out Diamond of them. and Pearl were on the DS, right? Yeah, the first ones on DS, and I, I got them all. I, and I got all the legendaries, and I was, oh, man, I, I got into that game hardcore. Par- partially, I think, because I was going through some shit at the time, and that was a nice escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I really got into those games, and and I a few years ago I tried to restart my save file. It doesn't let you. What do you mean it doesn't let you? It just doesn't fucking let you. It's like you have to have permission from the person who started the file to erase it. I'm like, I am the fucking person who started it. Well, how do you get permission? Is I, like a password or something? I don't know. I Is never... it tied to like the hardware that you first booted the game up on? If oh god, it might. I don't be. know. If this is this is DS. I don't know if it. Yeah, would have it's, it's been DS. Doing that. I, you know, I didn't. Oh, it probably something to do with your DS account. Well, whatever it like, was, I just got DS pissed DS off camera. and stopped trying. That's lame. Yeah, That's it is. Really weird. Of, uh, but, but, of course, not... then I just moved everyone over to the bank, so I'm happy now. <laughs> so you're fine. Haven't they? Have no. they? They haven't remade Diamond and Pearl yet, have they? No, that's no. Probably next. So that'll come, list. and then you can get that. There you go. Okay. Um, moving on to our next selection. Now, this one I think kind of uh, is the opposite of these like traditional classic uh, snow level themes that we'll hear. Uh, this comes from Breaking King eighty five, and is the Blizzard Buffalo theme from Mega Man X three. Um, Zach, you had some pretty strong feelings about this one. <laughs> Mega Man X3 of the original trilogy has the worst music. We've talked about this before, but they really it does, but Gravity Beetle owned it in on this shit. My God. Oh, yeah, Gravity Beetle. You picked that yeah, up. Gravity, Gravity Beetle's good. good, yeah. But, yeah, I, I do have to kind of agree. It's got the weakest. It's kind of it's the weakest of the X game of the first three and it, and it X repeats. games also. It, it cycles in, in, like, 20 seconds. Yeah, they did kind of, when you say, that, that's a really good point. You say they're phoning it in is that it is really short loop yeah now i wonder is this this is this his level theme or is this like well this is his level level theme. Theme. okay because the bosses always have the same the bosses all have yeah, the same right. theme in the mega man huh. games or at least yeah, in the x games let's just say if it was like at least just the boss music yeah but yeah a whole level that's kind of unforgivable well hey everyone get pumped let's listen to it <laughs>
if I heard that, you could tell. I would think it's from any level. You know, it it doesn't strike me as one that has to be. Yeah, that could be from a water level. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. it could be from a jungle level. It doesn't I, doesn't really fit anything. Right. A lot of these, I feel like you can listen to it and you would instantly think like, oh, okay, this is probably from a, a snow or ice level. Um, this one just doesn't doesn't really have that. Nope. So. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry, Breaking King 85. <laughs> Feel free to try again. <laughs> uh, the next track comes from uh, Regan Dockstetter. Yeah, is that I wonder is that a real name? That's an awesome name. Sure. Dockstetter? Yeah, it is. Oh. Uh, this comes from Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Uh, so this is my what allowed me to say that we're up to Wii U with this. Uh, it is Frosty Fruits in a Snowbound Land. I think it's technically like I think that's two separate songs. I think it's like kind of mixed together uh, into one song. I, I think Snow Snowbound Land was like I, he, in his email. He kind of said it. I think it's originally in like Donkey Kong Country too, or at least this oh, is I like think, a... I think um, most of the music tracks in this game, uh, like a lot of them have they have their renditions of DKC two tracks. But yeah. so the the titles are both the original. I got you. DKC uh-huh. two title, and then also the. Um, the kind of freeze like arrangement title okay so there you go so yeah this is supposed to channel that um i think it's very good but let's go ahead and give it a listen yeah I like this track. Um, it's you know, it sounds like a David Wise track, like they all do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sounds. He's just it got sounds that a little ability. bit like the uh, the Iceland stages in Donkey Kong Country Two with the seal. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just got that got that neat kind of trippy sound to it. Can we all yeah. agree though that Donkey Kong Country Two has the best Donkey Kong Country soundtrack? Yes. Okay. Good. 
Yeah, for sure. That's easy. Donkey Kong Country 2 for sure has the best music. Like it's not even it's not even close. Um, which is why it's great that so many tracks from that are explicitly featured in Tropical Freeze. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, very good. Um, and yeah, that one, you know, it just has the same qualities we were talking about, you know, very uh, ambient. I uh, like kind of like the echoey uh, sound like on the on the piano or the keys that are being played. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, our next choice uh, comes from a, a hotly contested game. Uh, this comes from Alex, and this is Frosty <coughs> Wheel from Kirby's Epic Yarn. Mm. <laughs> I know we all have varying opinions. Now, the of music Epic in Yarn. this game is phenomenal. Yeah. I have not Don't get me wrong. played this game. Just listen to the soundtrack, Mike. That's all you need to it's kind do. Of, it's kind of on my shame list of games I never even attempted to play. I bet you could find it cheap now. Or I mean, maybe eventually it'll just be one of those. I heard it was like criminally, games. criminally easy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, you, yeah. Can't, you can't die. That's the thing. Like, when you technically, like, quote unquote, would die, you just you just start right back where you were. But you lose all, like, the gems that you collected. Right. Um, like, so, like Sonic. So it's like Lego. Um, it's like the Lego game. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like you'll, yes. bits yeah, you'll never not beat a level. But not but... nearly as involved. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think I think it's very good. It's very charming. Um, the co-op, I thought, was uh, was fun. It, and it's just, like, it's just beautiful to look at and to listen to, as we will hear It is beautiful right to look at. Yeah. Now. <laughs> all right. Let's give it a listen. this got submitted though because i forgot like how great the music really is yeah, in really epic yarn like this is this is such a great track i'm gonna have to buck the trend is i don't like this one what oh, wow. how do you not like this one i just it's just a piano i don't know it's just oh dude good feel makes like the best jazzy minimalist tracks it makes me want to take a nap <laughs> <laughs> just like the game <laughs> this doesn't here's i guess here's what it is it's not that i don't think this is a bad piece i think it's perfectly fine it just doesn't sound like video game music in the slightest to me yeah well, that's that's also kind of the theme in uh in this game yeah this sounds like it belongs in the background of like a children's storybook narration well yeah there you go Which i mean is, that's I, from what i gather that's what this game kind of is, is. oh absolutely is, yeah. <laughs> yeah so without a doubt yeah 
So I think it, I think it's fitting in that regard, and I think it works as a as a snow uh, a snow theme. Yeah. Because of how simple it is, but yeah, I like, I like and the quite and a bit. the levels that this is in are very Christmas theme. There's lights and stuff and mm-hmm. Christmas trees and it's like sickeningly cute. It, it looks, is sickeningly I mean, cute. Rainbow Curse comes out what like this week, and it just it looks Friday. as sickening looking. Yeah, just, yeah. But I really want to play Rainbow Curse. Me too. Yeah, I'm gonna it, play it on Friday. I absolutely am. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'll probably wait to get it a bit, but it just it's channeling Canvas Curse. And Canvas Curse was so good. Yup. I think uh are you excited about uh Yarn Yoshi, Mike? I don't know. Maybe okay. I it looks it, really cute. I think it looks fantastic, but I think you should give Epic Yarn a spin. Uh, yeah. no bug pun intended, if that's a pun, I don't know. Far. Uh, before, <laughs> oh, uh, that's going in. Before uh before Yarn Yoshi uh comes out. Goodfeel makes good soundtracks. The Wario Land sound, Wario Four soundtrack is phenomenal. Yeah, um, let's move on to our next track. Uh, this comes speaking of Yoshi. This comes from Quex Yoshi. Uh, he actually yelled at us because uh, around the time we announced this episode idea or this segment idea, I should say, uh, there was actually a post in the forums like discussing the very same thing. Obviously, you and I, I might still it. read the forums. Zach, you read the forums, don't you? Well, I used I to do on occasional, yeah. yeah, like five, ten years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Phil had started a, a whole post and people like have all kinds of submissions. There. I mean, way more than we'll cover today. So if you're interested oh. in more like snow and winter and ice themes, I'd go check that out on the Nintendo World of Forms. Uh, there's a lot of great submissions there, but he said, go ahead and just like to pluck one of his from there. So you picked a good one. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. And it's one to me that kind of is like unexpected, and I think that's why I like it. Uh, but this is Diamond Dust Zone Act One from Sonic 3D Blast, specifically the Saturn version. Super Christmassy sound. Yeah, this was good. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, was, I this think, of all the tracks on this list, this may be the winteriest of them all. <laughs> I didn't expect this one to be so good when I clicked it. I just feel like as soon as it starts, I feel like fucking Santa is coming. You guys, <laughs> it's the sleigh bells. It is. 
The bells, yeah, they they make it for sure. And you know, I I kind of like it too because I you know we featured Sonic music on uh, on this show before. In fact, I almost picked a Sonic track from a different Sonic game. Um, and it's usually always upbeat, like even if it's even if it is a snow level or an underwater level. Like I think that's when I picked it before it was an underwater theme. Um, it's still very upbeat and like Sonic-y, but this like totally departs from that. It isn't what you'd expect. Yeah. It's not like obnoxious. It's not. It doesn't have to be really fast. It like. It, it fits what's going on, which it, it probably helps too that Sonic 3D, Sonic is much slower <laughs> than, uh, than he is in any other game. I feel like that's kind of what started the, the quote unquote like downfall of Sonic, just like being slow and clumsy with platforming, uh, like in 3D spaces instead of his 2D games, but whatevs. I like it. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. I feel like this one was probably suggested by like 80 different people. Including um, me. <laughs> including you, Mike. Yeah, you suggested yeah. that. We also got an email from the uh, Zeno side. Uh, it is Fendrena, Fendrena, Fendrana, Fendrana. Fendrana. I think it's Fendrana. Drana? Drana? Uh, we'll call it, yeah, Fendrana Reno? Drifts. Let's say Drana. Uh, from Metroid Prime. Easy. Like, easy oh, choice. This music's so good. So good. Yeah. Not is this music good. That, to me, that's the most memorable part of the whole game is when you first, like, walk out onto that, like, that snowy cliff and you, like, look down, you see Ridley fly above. Yeah. All of it. It's so it's so perfect. Metroid Prime is is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it is easy. And like every time I listen to something from Metroid Prime, I'm like, God, just I, I God, I hope Retro is, is legit working on Metroid Prime Four for oh, you, baby. Let's listen to the Fendrana Drifts theme. All right. <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh, so good. So ambient. I know. No. I love, yeah, I listened to this today for probably, I left it on running for like 20 minutes. So this is like the extended version. Yeah, this is just so, um, like ethereal. And yeah. Just, yeah. And we've talked it's about very it, ambient. We've talked about it before with the Metroid Prime soundtrack, but again, I love the idea. It has this very like organic and earthly sound, but mixed yeah. in with like, uh, like electronic. Yeah, electronic like effects uh, and instrumentation, which I think I think works so well with combining like Samus with this like undisturbed you know world, um, and this one really really channels that. And I love and, too like how long it goes before it even like loops. I mean, loops, it goes yeah. on for minutes before like you even hear it repeat. And it's just such a subtle like you can be barely you can barely even really tell that it's flipping back around to to start right. over again. It's 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 perfect video game music in that it can play on a loop forever and you don't notice that it's playing on a loop. Yeah. yeah. And people ah. forget, but uh, Fendrana actually has two distinct themes. Uh, the There's the snow, kind of the snow area theme, which we just heard, but then when you get to the ice caves and the water part, then it, it gets much more techno and much more melody-based. Not as yeah. good. I mean, good in a different way, but not as yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, and this reminds me, that this track reminds me, I'm, I'm playing through Echoes right now, and... How's that I'm going? sorry. Oh, no, I like Echoes. Um, I mean, I, it's got its problems, but um, I like it a lot. It's, it's, I'm almost at the, I'm at the end of the game. I'm just uh, getting three more uh, missile tanks, and then I've got everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, but um, what they really took to heart in Echoes was, is ambient music. Like, every track in Echoes is basically forgettable. <laughs> because there's there's almost no music. It's almost all ambient noise or ambient sound effects. Uh, yeah. And it's kind of pissing me off because <laughs> the, the music in, in Metroid Prime 1 is so phenomenally good. And then they just kind of went the complete opposite direction in 2. Like way too minimalist. Way too minimalist. I, I don't even think music, there is music in the Aegon Waste level. I just don't think there's music. <laughs> All echoes and wind. And oh, shit. echoes! Uh-huh. Oh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wasn't well, it? I have never played two, but don't you kind of transition from like light to dark? Yeah. So yeah. Is it like the light areas have music and the dark don't, or just the dark areas? I think they all kind of have the same minimalist music, mm-hmm. uh, even though you're in different uh, levels, aka levels. Um, but yeah, it's just no. The the music's not the high point of two at all. Okay. That's too bad. You and should play it though, Scott. I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's. Yeah. I need to. I have to. You should play it as... right after you play one because it is a direct continuation of the difficulty curve of one. Okay. Yeah, it starts out like it, it, it asks, assumes you. It assumes you just yeah. finished Metroid Prime, and you like. Okay. I mean, it steps it down a bit. Like you know what probably, you're doing. It probably starts out like at Metroid Prime's like fifty percent mark on the difficulty curve. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it re- it remains steady the whole time. Like, it's never yeah. an easy game. Nice. Yeah, I'll give it a go. I mean, I, ha- I downloaded the trilogy. I just haven't played it, because why wouldn't I get it for $10? 10 bucks. Right, yeah. Uh, Jeez. Um, 10, bucks, 10 bucks for three Metroid games. Thank yeah. you, yes. Even if one of them is complete garbage and the other is kind of meh. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Which one's garbage? Number three is Oh, I like garbage. three a lot. It's so linear and just not oh, a Metroid game. Oh, who cares if it's linear? It's, it's so not creative. A like every level care. in that game is so freaking creative. Except like, that it's only creative as long as you stay on the one path that they've given well, you. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, not how Metroid works. By, Give me Metroid Prime. Slow. Let me 
backtracking shit. By the end of the game, it, I feel like it opens up because you're you can you know use your ship to to fly between the different yeah. planets and explore that way. Um, but it does start off very linear. But I, I kind of like that idea. I like to see more Metroid games explore that rather than like one big space like well, navigating between <laughs> disconnected spaces like that. I, I did, like that. Did you play Other M? <laughs> Yeah. That's as linear as it gets. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Other M is really bad. <laughs> I want to go this way. Oh, the door is locked. Shit. Is the music in Other M good? I can't even remember. I don't remember it having good music. I want to listen it's... to the soundtrack because maybe that could be like the one redeeming quality, but I don't remember either way. Yeah. Uh, which probably means it wasn't. Because like, I'll never forget the Metroid Prime. Like, you instantly knew the music of Metroid Prime was just unbelievable. Yeah. Even the even the title music. I mean, you fucking boot it up, and it says Metroid Prime in the, the title the music, music isn't in the trilogy, and it's so. Oh, oh that title music is so good. <laughs> All right, next music segment. Okay. Just favorite Metroid Prime songs. Not really. <laughs> we'll just go through the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so this next track comes from uh, Tengu Gemini. Uh, it comes from Ease Two, and it is Ice Ridge of Noltia theme. Uh, any of you guys play Ease at all? Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Uh, I guess there's a few different versions of the song. He he submitted the three of them. They just get more modernized. I think the last one was like from the PSP. One is from the Turbo Graphics version, and then this is from the uh, PC. What would it be? Eighty six. Does that sound right? Sure. I don't. I don't know. Like old, old like PC based uh, computer video game stuff. Oh well. Uh, but this is that track, and it is from that version, the original version. He said it's his favorite. And I agree. I, I like this one the best. Um, so let's give it a listen. I would agree. <laughs> this sounds kind of like a Mega Man track. Yeah, it sort of does. Oh, it really does. See, I would have liked the Mega, Mega Man track. Mega Man 7 should have been. Yeah, I would have liked the Mega yeah. Man track more if it sounded like this. It's good, despite yeah. not being I like wintry. It. But I like that. I like that it can, again, like it, it is wintry, but doesn't have to follow that, that same mold. I think it fits more than like the, the Mega Man track for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that it can be upbeat. I don't know, like... What's weird though is I, I feel like aren't the ease games like RPGs? Yeah. 
It's weird yeah. to me to have such an upbeat track. Like yeah, like we said, this for sure feels more like Mega Man. I mm-hmm. think they're action RPGs where you actually do combat in the field. Ah, okay. Okay. So it's like Secret of Mana or something? Yeah. Okay, so that would be more fitting. Cool. Uh, well, let's move on then to our last uh, listener submission, and then we'll get to mine and Zach's tracks. Uh, this one comes from That Nintendo Dude. Uh, it is the Snow Peak Snowboarding Race Soundtrack. Uh, theme from Twilight Princess. Can I ask you, um, did you guys remember that Twilight Princess has a snowboarding section? Because I had forgotten. Oh, yeah, I remember. That's actually one of my favorite points uh, of the game. I love that, like, like that the whole dungeon is like a cabin in the woods. Like, that's really cool. I remember that cabin. I just, that was, and that is the best dungeon in the game. Uh, I just don't remember this part with the snowboarding thing at all. And you're even, you're snowboarding against the Yeti, aren't you? Don't you have to beat the Yeti down to the bottom? I believe you're right, yeah. (laughs) What is this, ski free? I know, right? (laughs) And it's like, it's at the end of the dungeon, I think, like, there's, like, an avalanche, and you have to get to the bottom before the Yeti, and all kinds of stuff. I need to replay Twilight Princess, because I played it when it came out, and then I've never played it ever, ever, ever again. I just kind of forgot about it completely. I just said this on Twitter, and, like, I feel like Twilight Princess gets a lot of hate, and I'm not saying it's, it's a great game, but I feel like there's a lot of kind of quirky and, like, cinematic moments. I mean, for sure, snowboarding down a mountain against the Yeti. I think even... Is Link on his shield? Is he snowboarding? God, yeah, I, almost, I think he is. I believe God. he is. Like, that's so ridiculous, but that's kind of funny. Um, but I love in Twilight Princess when um, there's, like, a there's a town that's been overrun by, by goblins, and you have to go in and... and it's, it's the, like, not the town you grow up in, but it's the next town over. Right, exactly. Like and you the have to, western town, right? Yes, and that's exactly it. It's totally a western. You go in, like, bow-drawn, and you're, like, sneaking through the town, like, picking off goblins from a distance, like, through windows and stuff. It's totally a western in a Zelda game. Like, that's so cool. That's such a good, like, awesome part. Um, I, I love that. that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's such a neat part. I don't remember this music at all. It doesn't sound like a Zelda game at all. I was to say, I think what's disappointing to me is it's not a very good like winter track, and it's it's like doesn't sound anything like a Zelda game. Yeah, it's just like so weirdly bass heavy. Yeah, it's like like just weird and like kind of simple and just. I think this sounds like a Kirby game. Yeah, I mean, considering too, it's a snowboard race, like. This is kind of relaxed. <laughs> I, I expect some death. I feels like I'm cross country skiing. Like, <laughs> in we ski. Yeah. Crossboard uh ski. We ski. Cross country skiing with a Yeti instead, yeah. Uh so let's move on then. We've got two left. 
Uh, my pick is the uh, Snowy Valley Mountain uh, Night theme from Xenoblade Chronicles. Is it from Xenoblade Chronicles, Scott? <laughs> Always. <laughs> it's like 90% of my choices are. It's actually between this and a Secret of Mana track, but I, I ended up going with this because I just I like it better. I specifically I, actually, I, I like it too. I actually tend to like all of your Xenoblade music. <laughs> the music may be the only reason that I play it on 3ds. Nice. Well, you should give it a shot. Yeah. Um. To me, this gotta track get is that like, Shulk amiibo. Yeah. God, good ah, luck. Ah. Um. Yeah. Actually, if you get the Shulk amiibo, I think you can just listen to the music, right? Doesn't it unlock like uh? Oh, a sound mode? Doesn't it? I thought it did. Does Maybe it? I'm I don't wrong. know. I, I think it unlocks like character models you can look at. Oh, that God, funny. I don't know why you'd want to look at those. N64 caliber character <laughs> models. Awful nice. character models, yeah. <clears throat> um, but this track is fantastic. I really love it. There's a day and a night theme. The day theme's pretty good, too. It kind of has a similar melody, but it's a little bit more upbeat, and there's some more instruments involved. Um, but I love like the simplicity of just the piano in this. All right, well, let's go ahead and give this track a listen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's just good. Like that—that's something I would like walk around while it's like snowing at night and listen to. It just—it yeah. feels so right. <laughs> so I liked it. I love that one. Yeah, uh, Zach, why don't you go ahead and introduce your choice? Because this came out uh, of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting this at all. Yeah, this is. Um, I have happy memories of Croc, Legend of the Gobos. I didn't have a PlayStation, so I got it on PC, and playing a 3D platformer with arrows and a space <laughs> bar is not great. Oh, you didn't even have, like, a game controller? Ugh. Dude, this was in, like, 1993. Those? Or yeah. not 93, whenever Mario 64 came out. 96. Um, nice. it, was, yeah. it was about the same time. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was pretty brutal. But I beat it. I mean, I liked it a lot, and uh, it's... Um, 
you know, it's a cute little platformer game. I like the character of Croc because he's a crocodile. And the music is just surprisingly good throughout. And it features, you know, all the standard platforming environments. And they tend to, each world tends to have the same theme throughout the levels, but they're all arranged differently, which I thought was an interesting way to do it. Um, and this is my favorite version of that theme from the snow and ice level. It's very, um, yeah, it's, it's a little subdued. It's a little spooky. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like this one a lot. And it, it's, as soon as Scott, um, you talked about what the, the theme of this show is going to be. I knew what it was, I was going to pick. Wow. That's great. So this game really stuck with you. Yeah. And, and the music really did too. In fact, cool. of all the music in the game, this is the only one that really I remember. Well, there's two or three, but this one is at the forefront. Yeah, I was actually surprised at how good this was. Like, when you sent this in, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I kind of remember <laughs> this game existing, but, I mean, beyond that, nothing. I mean, I never played it. That's it for got sure. a sequel that wasn't as good. Oh, really? Did it? Yeah. <laughs> also on PlayStation? Uh, yeah, PlayStation. I, I, again, got it on PC, and it oh. wasn't, again, hard to play with a... Isn't it crazy that they used to they used to port all these like PlayStation N sixty four games to PC? I remember playing. Yeah. Uh, I played Glover on on PC. Oh my god! <laughs> I know, I know. My like grandma bought it for me for Christmas one year, like for some reason. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was bad. So this Croc track, I really, uh, I'm really digging it. It's it's surprisingly yeah, nice good, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like that's all I could think the whole time. I was like, wow, this is. I'm shocked by this. I like the echo uh, about 30 seconds. It's got, you know, it's got the sleigh bells, which is, you know, requisite for this kind of thing. And it's got a real, like, sense of an adventure to it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, well, this will be our last track. We'll probably just close on this. I don't think we'll come back on the other end. Um, What's the next next theme? Yeah, I don't know. What do you got? You guys got something in mind? No. (laughs) No? No. (laughs) That's not Um, good. hold, Hold on. Hold on. Let me think. Let me think for a second. Okay. Well, how about how about we do this then? How about like okay. favorite first person or third person shooter trash? Shooter. Yeah, shooter. just shooter. So shooter. Shooter. However, you know, however you yeah. take that to be, it could be a shmup, it could be an FPS, it could be a third person yeah. shooter, or whatever. Sure, that sounds good. As long as they're shooting. <laughs> yeah, just games yeah. where you shoot people. I like which that. Is a lot or, of games. Or ships. Or ships. Yeah. Or enemy yeah. ships. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll leave that nice and broad. We'll, we'll see what we get. I, I think that's an interesting take on it. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Um, Zach and Mike, thank you as always for being here. Of course. Uh, thank uh-huh. you so much to everyone who submitted music. Sorry we like made fun of so many people's choices this week. <laughs> that's on you. That's that on is you. on you. <laughs> Stop picking bad music. <laughs> no, we really appreciate it. Uh, and I'm sure other people liked your picks, even if we didn't. Um, I'm sure that's true, actually. So... Uh, you can send your submissions then for best shooter music to connectivity and nintendoworldreport.com. Uh, we'll get back together in another few weeks and go over those. So thanks a lot, and we will talk to you guys later. Adios. Bye.
Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget you can send your listener mail questions and your favorite shooter tracks to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. And also, if you have a moment, please rate and review the show on iTunes. It really helps spread the word, and we greatly appreciate it.